Okay, so we're going to be on the reboot of the show All That from Nickelodeon. And Clint, I want to hear your audition tape right now. Go. Okay. So, um... Give me, give me, give me, give me any kind of set piece. Where am I? Uh, you're in a ditch. Okay. So I enter and I immediately slip on a banana pill. Okay. And, <laughs> and then, okay, here's my catchphrase: a bean potato. And then the audience goes wild. Okay, so let's dissect that. Um, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's good. enough. That's really all I need. And then <laughs> I would. Well, here's the thing. My character, I would be an old lady, and I would be confused as to why the the ditch was not my grandson. Okay, that I would is be funny. talking to the ditch. I would okay. be talking to the ditch. Can we hear why that voice? Br- why did you bring me here, Dylan? Uh, okay, that was really good. Yeah. What is the all that equivalent of like SNL doing political figures? They do they do like pop stars or something? They don't really do impressions. They just are all old ladies. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It's just like making fun of old people and <laughs> and like and like certain archetypes of teenagers. Yeah, like the skateboard kid. What or what would be a, a teenage archetype now? Vape kid. Vape kid is definitely kid. one. Jewel kid. Jewel. I mean, are they not the same kid? Pokemon Go kid. Pokemon Go kid. That's kind of out. Dab kid. Dab, Dab kid. That Flo- is, we are horribly out of touch. <laughs> Floss kid. Floss kid. Uh, yeah, it's got to be one. Fortnite kid. We are just saying things that people say. <laughs> we are adding. We are just saying nouns and then adding kid and assuming that that's archetypes of children. None of these are things that kids like anymore. These are all from you like work three with years kids. ago. I know, and I and these are still things that these are still my go-to things for relating to kids. And every time I bring them up, and they're like, "We don't do dabbing anymore. We haven't Water done dabbing since kids. you were in high school." <laughs> um. I the told water you, bottle flip kid. Okay, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was also us in high school. I think. <laughs> um, I told you that a kid, that a bunch of kids agreed that I was forty, right? <laughs> yep, yeah, that's disappointing. That is upsetting. <laughs> uh, uh, well, what's your what's your okay, all that audition? Do my, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you want me you to give me a, a set piece? Yeah. Well, give me a character. Uh, okay, you are Cletus, the <laughs> security guard. Okay, kids, I need y'all to back up about 12 feet from this here brontosaurus. But this museum ain't a playground. How was that? It it sounded like you were John Wayne at the beginning. Uh, All right, kids, back (laughs) away from the brontosaurus. Well, I sound like your impression of John Wayne from our high school improv class. Remember when I did that in a show? Yeah, it freaking killed. It killed. Everyone loved it. The thing that people have been saying on this podcast is that they love when they then when we talk about our high school experiences. <laughs> Everyone can relate to it. Everyone can relate. It's a podcast for the common man. Mm-hmm. The common We've man, all been man there. who went to CCS. Well, um, well Nickelodeon, if Nickelodeon, if you hear this podcast, uh, please cast us in the uh, reboot of all that. 
we will look younger. We, we will look younger. I'll shave my beard. And uh, if you want to hear more of our material, just listen to the rest of this episode because this is purely nostalgia. And it's a podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes. And we try to figure out if they're actually good or if we just thought they were. Um, welcome to our podcast. I didn't say welcome at the beginning. So I got to say mm-hmm. that. Welcome f- to our podcast. My name is Eli Shapsmith. And I am the greatest good you're ever gonna get, and I'm gonna be on all that, all all that someday. And my name is Clint Jazzhands <laughs> Page, and I want the French my car this a company don't. Now, Clint, and I'm also gonna be on all that. It it sounds like you had something in your mouth there. Mm-hmm. I sure do. What are you snacking on? So oh, that was the worst swallowing sound I've ever heard. <laughs> is this is this episode unairable? Because I just ASMR'd so hard in the mic right now. It is unairable, but we are still going to air it. Okay. So, um, we are procurers of any and everything crystal. Can you agree with that? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, um, I a pro- Yeah, I guess I do have way more crystal things <laughs> than, the a- than the average Than person. the average human, yeah, I agree. Than the mm-hmm. average CEO of crystal. Maybe more um, than... Anyone. <laughs> yeah. So when the when the crystal released a new menu item, we got to try it. And recently, uh, excuse me, they are on the um, Nashville hot chicken train, and they recently released the crystal Nashville hot chick. And uh, you better believe that when I saw that, I I went and tried it. And you also. Went and tried it, correct? Yes, I just had one today, a little while ago. Yeah, and what I'm snacking on is one. I will not be eating it for the rest of the episode, and there is a reason why I only took one bite. Uh oh. Let's hear it. Um, we love you, Crystal. Right? Hey, Crystal, we love you so much, and we just want to let you know that right now. We love you iron, so much. Iron sharpens iron. We have to be honest with you so that you can grow. We want you to be better than you are, which is already great. That's already great. But we believe um, you can be better. Yeah. not We're not mad. We're not mad. We're, we're just disappointed. I'm not even sure that I'm disappointed. I am just unimpressed is what I would say. Sure. There, it's, okay, so what, what stands out to you the most in the name of Nashville Hot Chick? Well, What's, what word? Uh, probably the word hot. Like you would mm-hmm. think that it would be spicy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And was this Nashville hot chick spicy? It was maybe the least spicy thing I've ever eaten. It tasted like a regular crystal chick, but to sweeter me. with like some kind of brown sugar yeah, coating. Yeah, it was a little, and it was a little darker. Yeah, that's really it. And that's what. Nashville hot chicken is it's got that like I guess I've always assumed there's brown sugar in it you know it's that dark brown sweet yeah. but very hot chicken um, it's but very good and there is a little bit of the sweetness like it is slightly different tasting than a normal chick chick mm-hmm. from crystal but there just ain't any spice on this thing there ain't no spice on this hot chick and I I'm just disappointed honestly because I I I love everything about Nashville, Nashville hot chicken, mm-hmm. and I love spicy food. Yeah. yeah, big fan of it. And I just I didn't get it, and I was just so disappointed. So since we are not receiving actual money from Crystal, I think we do have the freedom to say 
Mm-hmm. Y'all got to do better than this. Step we it expect up, guys. more from you. And at this point, we have um, destroyed any chance we ever had of mm-hmm. receiving yep, money yep, yep, from yep. Crystal. But I think that's okay. I think we can just be a friend relationship. Um, I did tag Crystal in two tweets from our podcast Twitter account the other day. Did mm. you? So one of them was just like sharing this new creation before I tried it and just saying, welcome to the family. Um, yep. Nashville Hot Chick. They liked that tweet. Um, and then it was also National Podcast Day. So I quote tweeted um, a tweet saying, who's your favorite podcast host? And I said, Crystal, what is your answer to this question? And they did <laughs> not interact with that tweet. Ooh. All. But like, I know that they were on because they liked our other tweet that was promoting their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that any bridge that we had with them is now officially burned. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes, but we still have a relationship with them. It's just yeah, more of yeah, a yeah. It's uh, a uh, what? What? What was it called on Facebook? Where it was? Like, it's complicated. It's complicated. That's, we are not single. We are not in a relationship. We are in an. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is a weird thing to post on your Facebook relationship. Yeah, status. I can't imagine any circumstances <laughs> in which a sane person would ever post that. Uh, you're talking to one, buddy. I did it one time. What? Give me context. I, I, I think I just didn't understand it. I was in, like, middle school. I was like, I don't know. Does it mean, like, you have a crush on a girl, but she doesn't yeah, know that that's kind of that's kind of how I ran it, which is kind of like what a serial killer would do. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like that, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, so, yeah, we're, we just want to ask Crystal to do better. We expect more from them. We love their goods and services that they provide. They did send us a bunch of free stuff, but... Mm-hmm. We just we want to be real. We just want to keep it real on this show. Because if we there's just one thing, be real with you. If there's one thing we do, we keep it real. We're always honest. I will say, um, this had the most beautiful buns on any uh, crystal menu item I've ever had. Like the the ha- the bur- the buns on it were very fluffy and very nice looking. I did not so, have that experience. Um, <laughs> they uh, looked really? like normal crystal buns to me. No, these were like enhanced. Like these were these were nice. I, I can give them props to that. And even though I bought this yesterday and it was sitting in my refrigerator, they still hold up. Can you take another bite? Yeah, yeah, hold on a minute. I'd love to hear you take another bite. Okay, can I read to you first what's on the box? Yes, but you have to read it while chewing a bite of that crystal. Okay, hold on a second. Here I go. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, on the front of the box... It says, why think outside the box? That's where all the yummy is. So, um, that's where all the yummy is. So, they're saying the yummy's in the box. The yummy's inside. So, they're saying that, like, their their crystals are yummy and they're in the box. Mm-hmm. That's and what. And then, um, on the side of the box, it, it goes chick, chick, boom, like a gun. So, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that seems like good crystal marketing. Ah, it's finished. I'm, I, I I finished my bite. All right. So can we be done keeping it real, and we can we talk about some big fat liars? Let's talk about some BFL real quick. Some BFL. Some Biffle. Biffle, yeah. as I call it. The big friendly liar. <laughs> yeah, this was Stephen King, or not Stephen <laughs> King, uh, Steven Spielberg's um, predecessor to BFG. Um, Big why would you say Steven Spielberg guy. and not Roald Dahl? Because he wrote the book. I, I've never read Roald Dahl. Have you? 
I think, uh, yeah, I've read a couple of them. I read uh, Charlie Goes to Elevator Town or whatever the sequel to <laughs> Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory is. And I read BFG and then something else, I think. Yeah, I didn't read BFG or any. I, I saw Charlie and the, or Willy Wonka's and the Chocolate Factory. I saw that, but mm-hmm. I did not actually read the subject matter. But Big Fat Liar is not based off the BFG. We were just being silly, but we're not. We're, You're right. We're being silly because we're done keeping it real. We don't have to keep it real anymore. We're talking about BFG the Big Fat Liar. or Biffle, as I call it. That's my Paul Giamatti impression for this movie. Uh, he does not have a southern accent, so I don't know what I that was. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> BFG, Biffle, as I call it. What? What is this? That is not a Paul Giamatti impression. That in my head, whenever I'm like replaying my memory of his voice, and it's like, all right, I can hear it now. It's going down the tubes and going to come out my mouth. That's what comes out, and I can't edit it. So I'm sorry. He's not southern in this movie, and I can't think of another movie that he is southern in. Not that I've seen like that much of his filmography, but mm-hmm. uh, okay, Emmy winner. Oscar nominee Paul Giamatti, uh, and in this one, he's blue. He's blue boy. <laughs> they made him blue in this one. Indeed. Um. So BFL, big fat liar. Yeah, big um, fat liar. Would you like to give me some of your personal experience with this blue film? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't. I did not see this movie in theaters. Um, okay. But I remember it coming on the television pretty frequently and me watching it on TV and I feel like I saw commercial after commercial when the trailers were coming out of Blue Paul Giamatti and my childhood acting heroes Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes were you know plastered all over Hollywood at that time Mm -hmm. so of course they were in my um, childhood zeitgeist I suppose Um, so I just remember watching it as a kid and I remember it being a lot longer when I was younger. Like, it, I mean, it's a long movie for what it is, but is it, um, in my opinion, it is. I think it's it could have been shorter. It's less than an hour and a half. Yeah, I know, but I think <laughs> it could have been shorter. I um, guess. But How many I, movies I, are less than an hour and a half unless they are like animated, though? Yeah, true. But um, Dora, uh, to take that atheist, but um, <laughs> we. Uh, yeah, I, ju- I just remember watching it on television pretty frequently. It was a summer movie, I can remember. Um, you know, Nickelodeon would have their summer... That is a lie. Summer... It came out in February. No, I mean, like, Nickelodeon would air it oh, in okay. summer. Because I yeah, was going to yeah, say yeah. that what you said was a big, fat lie. You're right. I'm a big, fat lie. Uh, what was your personal experience with, B- with Biffle as a um, child? So I also do not think I saw this in theaters. Um, I remember seeing the trailers for it and i know that i've seen it at least once all the way through i feel like no definitely more than once because there were several like moments of this movie that i was just like that really stuck in my memory but only mm-hmm. after i saw them again uh, kind of like i had the same experience with max keeble when we rewatched that but i had not yeah. seen this that many times um i don't know i i seem to remember that so i had to neighbor friends that we would always go and play at each other's houses and I remember watching this movie with them um, on the good old VHS but that's really all mm. I can remember um, and I had not seen it in many many years I would say at the very least 
15 years. Wow. Because 2019, right? No, that mm-hmm. would be tw- 2004. Yeah, yeah, that seems fair. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Uh, yeah, that's all I could tell you. I remember enjoying it and thinking it was funny that the man turns blue. Um, also, I'll just go ahead and say this now. I remembered as a kid, like, in this movie in my memory is about two kids that turn a man blue. That is the yep. plot of this movie. <laughs> and yep. <laughs> watching it this time, Nothing that else. is a much smaller part of the plot. <laughs> it's still, like, a pretty big part of the plot. But it's not about a man who gets turned blue. <laughs> it, it's very funny how, like, little that inconveniences him, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he has a brief moment where he is inconvenienced, but it's by his personal vanity, mm-hmm. I guess. No one's ever like, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, he has a party, a movie premiere, and he is entirely blue, and he's wearing a gaudy suit with it as well. But, um... At this party, he's just kind of walking around socializing, and no one really recognizes or acknowledges that this man is blue with orange hair. Yeah. That, that this Paul Giamatti is blue. Um, I was also surprised on this go-round how slim Paul Giamatti was. I, mm. I've always thought of him as a rotund man. And he's like got some chub in this movie, but not a whole lot. He's like a He's, he's somewhat fit in this, and that surprised yeah. me. Yeah, he is. <laughs> You're doing a bad thing. I took another bite. How much? Yeah, I could tell. How much crystal do you have left? Zero. Oh, you're done. Yeah, I, 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 I ate it. Okay. Um, good work. Yeah, I mean, he is kind of known as a. I don't want to say portly, but as a stocky character actor now. So it was. I mean, he wasn't. You know fit in this but it, i agree with you it was kind of surprising how slim down he was uh compared to what we view have always viewed him as i guess um and i think the only movie that he was in that i had seen uh before this well and, and i hadn't seen this at the time but the only movie before this that i've seen that he's in was planet of the apes tim burton's mm-hmm. planet of the apes and he's an ape in that movie so i don't he's remember. an orangutan isn't he <laughs> yes he's an orangutan he's great in that movie um, yeah he's a I good th- actor paul giamani is oh, he's a fantastic. good actor and i think i mean you said that like it was a hot take but we're all in agreement right right america mm-hmm. um yeah i think we needed to Go ahead and jump to what our first impressions of this were upon rewatching it, because I unfortunately know what you thought of it, and I think we're in disagreement here. Yeah, we we are in disagreement, uh, and I unfortunately did some peeking on your end as well. Yeah, on I think we're Letterboxd. just going to be peeking from now on. <laughs> That's what we tend to do. Yeah, That's okay. it's we not peeking when we both acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I gave this movie uh, out of ten stars. I gave it a f- uh, a two out of ten. Um, it, it just didn't hit with me. Um, if the movie was, I guess the, the first half and the first half alone, it would have at least been a six, but it got so self-serious at the end that it, it was kind of a turnoff for me. I can agree that the first half is much better than the second half. Um, Mm -hmm. but for me, if it was just the first half, it would be like an incredible film. Uh, really really i think the first half is so fun and funny um i gave it a uh a a six out of ten so yeah i'm not saying this is a masterpiece but i think it's a fun old time and i would watch it again sometime down the road 
that's fascinating to me. So what about it did you like so much? I'm just curious Clint, because the, I they turn I think it would blue. be <laughs> I think it would be easier for somebody to rag on this than that would be for them to justify its um it, it, its winnings, I guess. So what about it aside from the fact that they turn Paul Giamatti blue? It's funny. It's a fun kids movie. I don't know what else to say. Like I enjoyed like at least the first two thirds of this movie, I was having a good time watching it. I think mm-hmm. Frankie Muniz is fine. I think Paul Giamatti is fantastic, and I think Amanda <laughs> Bynes is also fantastic. And then Frankie Muniz is like, hey, he's fine. He's Frankie Muniz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, I just think it's great. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, the the limbo driver, the guy yeah, from Scrubs. Yeah, from Scrubs. Yeah, Scrubs uh, guy. Scrubs man, Scrubs Scrubs man Jones, Donald Faison. I'm Face sorry. on. I'm sorry, listeners. Y'all probably know how to say his last name. Um, he's very funny too. Jaleel White's in Jaleel it. Jaleel White, he's so funny. <laughs> it's uh, Jaleel White as Jaleel White. Sandra O oh is the teacher. She's yeah, that was fine. interesting. <laughs> uh, Karen Killen from it's SNL. It's a funny, fun movie. I like it. Yeah. Sorry, they have two. Two SNL alums on there, Keenan Thompson and Taryn Killam, which is very strange. Yeah, Keenan Thompson's in it for like four seconds. Yes, Taryn Killam's in it as the bully. He pretends to be Amanda Bynes' character and goes to her grandma's house. Yes. Um, which is one great. Of, one of the hardest times, really the only time I like laughed out loud really hard was at that moment when... He introduces himself to the grandmother, and she opens the door, and she's like, who's there? I have a gun. <laughs> That's your only this, laugh? That was, the, that was the hardest I laughed, I guess. Um, I didn't really Just, bother to keep track of my lols, but there were several of them. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, we are in complete, not complete disagreement on the movie, but you definitely did enjoy it. You gave it a passing grade compared Why? to me. Why are you willing to acknowledge that like Spy Kids is a fun movie, but not this? I feel like they're similar in that way. I think Spy Kids is better, but like, okay. I don't know. I feel like you're being harder on this movie than you have been to similar movies. Yeah, and I I, I think that the reason the reason that I I guess am I I'm drawing this line in the sand between the two is with Spy Kids, the the similarities on the Venn diagram between the two is that they are kind of silly and fantastical with these serious moments. But Spy Kids, I think, carried itself better in those serious moments and kind of carried that thematically through the movie and was more consistent. Uh, Big Fat Liar was just like, for the first, more than the first half, was very, like, goofy and very silly and just, like, kind of an exciting kids' adventure heist film in a way. And, and then, like, at the end, it got really self-serious. And it was just kind of, I don't know, that, that kind of turned it off for me. Um, yeah, especially that helicopter shot really sticks out to me. The the, the shot <laughs> where Paul G. Monty's in the middle of nowhere, um, and there's a helicopter. Here's the thing, him. that was a good cinematic shot, though. It, it was. No, it was a great shot, and I was laughing at how good it was. Because <laughs> yeah. it's... It's just such a serious moment. It's like this does not belong in this movie. Was it, that? It looks um, like it could have been. I was wondering, are they parodying? Yeah, I was movie? about to ask you that. Is it a reference to like an action movie? I feel like it was. It looked so familiar have, to me. Someone I think tell it was us. a reference. I think it was a reference to South by Southwest, an Alfred Hitchcock film, because there is a moment where um, Cary Grant, Cary Grant's on a road and like a plane 
like like a biplane appears behind him and it chases him down the road. So I kind of yes, feel but like I, it was I think there I think it I'm thinking of a shot an actual helicopter shot from like an action movie oh. from like the 90s I think. Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. Really if know. someone knows the answer to that let us know. Yeah. Uh, but that shot in particular I was like what what movie is this? It was bizarre because it, it was like oh this, if you were to like just play a clip like they do with the Oscars Mm-hmm. You know, like a very short, condensed clip. And even the music with it was very cinematic. It was like, you could have fooled me that this could have been from, like, an Oscar-worthy movie. Can you give me a 10,000-foot view of this movie? I guess we're going to get up on that helicopter that was chasing Paul Giamatti, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll either do that or we'll just be on top of a roof, I guess. <laughs> a very like, Having an argument. So um, <laughs> why, why would we do that? Like Paul Giamatti and Frankie Muniz. Yeah, mine was better. <laughs> Yours was a little bit better. Yeah. All right. So here, here I go. Ten thousand foot view. Are you ready for it? Uh huh. So there's this kid, yeah, Frankie Muniz. He plays him. He's a he's a rascally little kid. He's always getting into trouble. Right. Uh, he never does his homework, always just slacking off, and he's always coming up with excuses on why he didn't do something like. Like his father's in the hospital, and he's he's having to take care of him, but but he's also a really good kid at heart. And unfortunately, his lies get him into trouble. And he doesn't do this essay, and he comes up with this wild excuse. But his teacher gives him one last chance, and she says, "You have to get this to me by the end of the day." So he goes home and he composes his magnum opus of of an essay and calls it "Big Fat Liar." Well, on his way to the community college where she teaches English as a second language. He gets hit, struck by a, a limo. And it's it's got Paul Giamatti on the inside, and he's a famous Hollywood producer. And he, he steals, I don't know why you're laughing, but he steals uh, the Big Fat Liar, the Big Fat Liar essay. And he creates it into the, the blockbuster smash success, and the rest of the movie is basically, Paul, uh, is basically Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes' characters trying so hard to get back the essay to prove that he can win the trust and love of his parents, even though Paul Giamatti is a very bad person and scene. But they don't, it's not necessarily them trying to get back the essay, because pretty early in the movie he burns it. It's them yeah, trying to get revenge true. on this man. All it was Frankie initially, Muniz, yeah. All, all Frankie Muniz wants is him to call his dad and say he's not lying, which I really like that aspect of this movie. Is like He's not really trying to get revenge on, on this man, at least not starting out. He just wants his dad to trust him again. It's a um, very like reasonable request. Like he travels across the country from like Minnesota, I think is where they are, to yeah. Hollywood and he's like, You don't want the script. You don't want the rights. You don't want the money. You just want a phone call. He doesn't want a writing credit. He doesn't want a cut of the profits. He just wants him to call his dad and say that he wrote the thing. By the way, um all that if you're listening at this point, all that producers um, that was pretty good. Uh, Frankie Muniz impression was that? W- yeah, w- w- was that my? Was that a good audition? I think that was pretty good because I feel like Frankie Muniz seems like the type of person they would be doing impressions of on all that. Oh yeah, yeah, like that archetype. Did you mm-hmm. notice how like I don't know? It was very common. Um, I'm blanking now, but when did this movie come out? 2002. 2002. It was like okay, we need a boy. What does this boy do? Oh, he skateboards and he wears really loose clothing. What does girl do? Girl come puts on, on sunglasses. 
girl puts on sunglasses and feather boa. Yes, these are children. <laughs> yes, this is what children is. This is what children do. Um, I love the beginning of this movie. I love yep. just the, I mean, this is the, the this is purely nostalgia. This is what our show is all about. The, the punk rock tunes and him being mm-hmm. late for school and skateboarding to school. That is what I grew up on. That is yep. my thing i i was looking i was watching this movie and i was like this is the essence of what it is like to be someone who thinks they are a 90s kid but is really an early 2000s kid you know <laughs> like everyone from our generation uh yep. it just was fantastic i love how fast the movie gets started because yes. like it's so so quick it's like bam his alarm clock comes on he tells a lie to his dad uh, within the first five seconds of the movie, it's I don't even remember what it is. He's his dad's he's got like, his video for games school. playing. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go or something like he's that. Like, I've he's like, I've been up for hours games. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it, and then it's like, bam, big fat liar on the screen. It's like, okay, this kid is a liar. We're six yeah. seconds into the movie. He's late for school. Boom, uh, high energy music. He gets stopped by the bully. Tells him a lie to get out of it. I think maybe. Yep. Does that happen? And then bully still like, skateboard. Yes, and he's still skateboard. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, and then he gets to school, and it's like we're two minutes into the movie, and the plot here is beginning. I just love it. It's very quick introductions to everyone, except Amanda Bynes, who deserves more screen time in general, I feel like. I would it, like it to know crazy. more about her character. It is crazy how, like, back at this time, Amanda Bynes was just lightning in a bottle. Like, yes. literally. She, she, she was so good in this. I can acknowledge that. She is the saving grace of this movie. She's so good. Well, her and Paul. What, what, Paul is also What great. happened to her? Paul, she is as good as Paul Giamatti and much less racist. So, <laughs> Yes, this so movie did is, have some problems. <laughs> we will talk about that as they come up, probably. Or why not yeah. now? Paul, yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah, not? Paul Giamatti says some bad things in this movie. <laughs> So, it, in a sense, like, I'm not saying it's defensible for the character, but it's defensible on where it fits into the movie because he is a bad person. Yes. But he makes racist jokes and racist remarks, but the way it's done is if it's played for laughs. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, it's very weird. Like, it does right. not make, it doesn't make him look disgusting. It just makes him look quippy, you know? Right. And it's like a kid, like, I understand he's a bad guy and they want us to know that he's bad. But a kid is not thinking that way. When we saw this movie when we were, what, eight years old, we were not mm-hmm. able to draw <laughs> lines between, like, what is okay to say and what is not. Right. And yeah, so, we'll like, be like, oh, I'm going to use that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember any of the racist stuff. It probably just all flew I over my head. Really? No, uh, yes. no, I do remember it now. I'm saying, like, I don't remember it from my childhood. Like, it was all a surprise to me. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, so I guess it all just flew over my head, which is probably a good thing, but, like, yeah, I mean that you couldn't do that nowadays. <laughs> no, and it's not a. I don't even want to use the term of saying like you couldn't do that nowadays. You you shouldn't have done it back then. No, no, you pe- shouldn't have. <laughs> people were but, just, I guess, less vocal about their disapproval. But this was a successful movie back then, and it would not be today with those. Correct things, is what I'm saying. Correct. Um, yeah, yeah freaking cancel culture. Can't freaking, you can't be funny anymore, according to Mr. Nah, Joker. No. <laughs> And Mr. Joker, <laughs> Mr. Joker, Daddy. Is that why our podcast is so bad because of woke culture? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I've, we are not. That's why we don't have thousands of listeners is because I'm, of freaking woke culture. Freaking woke culture made our podcast not funny. We're so woke. I can't we even. Can't be funny. Heck, heck, I can't even be funny on this thing. 
I know. Uh, I did tell Clint right before we started recording this episode that, unfortunately, this is going to be our best episode of all time. <laughs> and I hate when you do that because I, I, I work best when I have no expectation to meet. And now it's like, well, crap, he set this bar for me. I need to at least try to hit it. That was before I knew about woke culture, though, so you can't be yeah, funny anymore. True. So it's not you our fault. Okay, we need to talk about this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this, I just think that Amanda Bynes' character is fantastic. I love, um, I love this idea that she is like as good at lying as he is, but he is like, he has not matured and grown a sense of morality, but she has. She, yes. she, she just does it. She goes along with all his schemes very reluctantly, but she's still like a very talented like liar. I guess she's she's. I, I would actress. say she's more adept. Yes. Like, yeah. She 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 is like a character liar. You know. Yes. Yes. And he's like he'll uh, get her on the phone and be like, I need you to play whoever. Yeah, the secretary. She wait. She plays a secretary twice. Yeah. Which is interesting. One thing that I can appreciate about this movie that I couldn't remember if it happened, but it didn't, was that they, I, I was so glad that they, at the end of the movie, like, did not fall in love with each other, you know? Yeah, I also had that thought um, at the beginning of the movie. I was like, I wonder if they're going to kiss at the end or something. Uh, no, it yeah. doesn't happen. They're just friends. They're just like brother and sister. Yeah, so. it's great. But just to show you that boys and girls can be friends. Boys and girls, honestly... Even in this woke culture, Even boys and girls woke can culture. be friends. Um, yeah. yeah, I and like maybe they would get together down the road. Who knows? But like at this point, I mean, probably this, there's there's no reason for them. Like there's no reason for that to be a part of the story, and it's not. And that's they're good. they're fourteen. They're fourteen. It didn't cent- center around like a will they won't they thing. It was mm-hmm. just like let's have some fun. These are two big actors of the times who are good at their craft. Let's get them together and. Get a fun movie out of it, I guess. Um, one of the one of my biggest complaints with this movie, and this may be other than the fact that the second half of the movie is just kind of not good, but uh, <laughs> one mm-hmm. of my more broad complaints is I feel like Amanda Bynes should have just been the main character because she easily could have been. Frankie Muniz, like I said, is fine, but <laughs> she yeah. all the parts when she is lying and doing a a grift on people are the best parts. And it's like, why didn't they make her the big fat liar? You know, mm-hmm. she was, I mean, she was one of the big fat liars. She was one of the big fat liars. Can I tell you a galaxy brain thing that I noticed that you may have also uh, noticed? Sure. Um, okay. So this is essentially a retelling of the boy who cried wolf. Correct. Yes. Is, Cause Marty Wolf is, is his name. <laughs> well, yes, that it's is very part, on the nose. <laughs> that is part one of what I was going to say. Um, because he's telling lies and lies and lies, and then a, a wolf comes <laughs> and he says wolf, and uh, his dad doesn't believe him. So it's boy, boy, you cried wolf because the man's my name is literally Wolf. Did you notice, however, that his last name is Shepherd, <laughs> like sheep? Okay, hold on a minute. <laughs> he, because the boy who cried wolf is a shepherd. <laughs> that's like that's like if you named a story about a guy who had like a change of heart naming him like Marty Goodfellow or something like that. I don't think it's quite like that. <laughs> it's pretty on the nose. It's pretty on the nose. Um but not Marty on the nose Wolf. for me to to have noticed Jason him before uh, late in the movie. Uh I had a question that I wrote down in my notes. Why are Jason I, and yeah. Kaylee friends? <laughs> Interesting. Yes. They're good friends. 
they, they, yeah. I mean, like, I like them as friends, um, but why are they friends? I kind of think it I seems like their their parents were friends and they were like childhood friends. And this yeah. is the point in life that where they would start growing apart, but then they have this crazy adventure together and they become like still friends. Did you like the cell phones that they had? Did you notice those cell phones that they were texting on? I I did write down in my notes. Did he just text her on her Tamagotchi? That is exactly what I thought. It it looked yeah, it was like a clear green Tamagotchi that she was receiving a text. <laughs> was that supposed to be a cell phone? Is that what that was? Te- it, texting I mean, was not a thing in 2000. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't, but like so what this else like would it have been? <laughs> them being like in the future there will be texting. <laughs> in the future, direct messaging. Yeah, something d- like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I mean, maybe there was probably some like toy back in the day that you could have that was like basically texting, but it was just for that. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. that's what that was. I don't know. I remember these same friends that I told you about that lived down the street from me that we would sometimes hang out and watch movies and play video games that I watched mm-hmm. this movie with. We had walkie-talkies, and we would talk on the walkie-talkies same. sometimes. It was pretty great. Um, yeah. And that's some purely nostalgia for you. Yeah, let's talk about walkie talkies in one episode. Uh, we could do best, an episode best of walkie talkies. Um, Mash. Mash okay. has a good walkie talkies. Okay. Say more walkie talkies. Oh, um, Brave Little Toaster. Are there walkie talkies in that? No, that's a radio. Dang it, I've run out of walkie talkies. Well, we'll see you next time. See you soon. It's gonna have to listen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he texts her in car- Tamagotchi. I like the moment in the limo. Where uh, when he first we- meets Wolf, um, mm-hmm. and you can see that these are both boys who like to lie, and then they cross their legs at the exact same time, and it's like, oh, this is who Jason will be when he grows up if he does not straighten okay. out. Okay, okay. So kind of jumping the gun here, and we can definitely circle back around to actual more parts of the movie. Uh-huh. But I texted you and said I have a theory. Okay, and let's hear it. M- my theory has begun. And you said, "What? I- what is this theory? And I texted you, Multi- multiverse. And I believe that whenever... Um, th- there were two separate shots. One of Jason riding his bike down the road. And another of... Um, what's his name? Marty Wolf in a limousine. This is a uh, bad theory. <laughs> th- it is a bad theory. I can recognize that. It is bad. These two separate shots were happening in different universes, Spider-Verse style. Shut up. Okay, keep going. And then when Jason gets hit, no, hold on, uh, their universes are connected. And one is like, if Jason did the right thing, and the other is like, if he did a bad thing. So Marty Wolf is Jason from the future. Hold on. No, this does not make sense, and here is why. No, there, I, I, there saying, are multiple reasons why this doesn't make sense. <laughs> but you're saying that they were in different universes until they collide? Yes. How did they like collide if they were in different universes? It's a wormhole. They're they're both of their <laughs> both of their their matter passed through like the the meeting point of their dimensions and they collided and that's they then entered into one singular universe. What if uh what if we get an email from Dan Schneider, the guy who wrote this movie, and he's, he's like, like, he's like, figured it me. out, <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wonka style? He's like, here's the keys to Nickelodeon, or maybe uh, you are Dan Schneider, <laughs> yes, in an alternate maybe. universe. Maybe, uh, but that—that's my theory—is that 
um, Marty Wolf is Jason Shepard if he went on a bad path and continued his path of lying. He turned into Jason, or turned into Marty Wolf later. I on. mean, I think the idea of this movie is that Marty Wolf is what Jason would be if he stayed a liar forever. Yeah, I don't uh, well, think you, that he is from an alternate dimension. I mean, I, I, this is what I, I hear disagree. when you talk. This is what I disagree. I disagree. This is what you sound like. Um, but the the moment that tipped it off for me was like, yes, the the leg crossing. It's like, oh no, they're they're both liars. They're doing the leg cross, and then he knew like the lie that he was telling. It was like he lived it before, you know. But he did it better. He improved on it. So. Sure. Um, Jaleel White is in this movie as a cop. <laughs> well, not a real cop. He's a cop in a movie. Isn't his a partner like a chicken? Chi- plays a chicken, yeah. That's fantastic. I want to see that movie. But the chicken is far more famous than Jaleel White, apparently. <laughs> like on That's the, the premiere bit. the premiere of this movie, like it's a, the red carpet event, Jaleel White, his... Uh, his uh, limo driver opens the door and everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's Jaleel White. And then they're like, it's the chicken. And they turn <laughs> around and, like, paparazzi is surrounding this chicken with, like, a leather jacket and sunglasses. Yeah. It's and, funny. It's a funny bit. And this is the part where I wrote down in my notes, this might be a case where I cannot make a judgment call because of nostalgia. People seem to agree this movie is bad, but I cannot figure out why. Three question marks. Mm-hmm. And that was how I felt at this point in the film. As the film went on, I started to see why people consider this movie to be bad. Yeah. But that just goes back to the, my point. I think the first, I think more than the first half, like the first two thirds of this movie, I love so much. I think they're great. I agree. And Max Keeble's big move had, I think, the same issues where it started very funny and very just like weird and goofy. Um, and then it, I think it realized that it had to like meet a sincerity quota and then it just kind of shoehorned it in the end. Yeah, but I think I think it was less shoehorned than it was in this movie because Max Keeble, I don't know. The the only key, the problem with Max Keeble really was like the whole saving the animal shelter storyline. It was like we didn't yeah, that, was, that at all. Right, 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 right. This is like the entire 30 minutes of the movie at the end are just like not interesting anymore. It's like I'm yeah. I'm done. I am not hooked anymore. Uh, so I don't I really he, remember much of what happens toward the end. I just remember uh, the first two thirds. Goes like on a he gets chased by Marty Wolf, and then yeah. they. Uh, I mean, they prank they, him. He, they do a big old prank, prank him. on him. They do a he, big prank on him. He learns not to lie anymore by doing a really big lie. <laughs> That's the thing is that oh, here, yeah, he got away with it, but he like <laughs> this is a problem. He, he got away with it, but not by doing a good thing. I think that we can agree that, like, yes, Marty Wolf's character, he, he was bad. He stole a script from a child, and then he didn't give it back, and then he was just mean. Uh, but he didn't do anything illegal. No. Uh, these kids did illegal activity. Well, <laughs> these, they it, broke into his home. Yeah. They vandalized. They like harassed this man. They those kids deserve to be in prison, and there's no way around it. Um, yeah, you're. They right. broke into the Universal lot and stayed there overnight. There, <laughs> there are several crimes that these child that these children did. Yes, they could have gotten that limo driver 
fired. That but is selfish. Clint, but Clint, we love it, right? We love it when kids do rascally things it. and they hate adults. This is why Home Alone is popular. This is why Correct. we love the movie Max Keeble. What happened to this genre of movies that is just kids destroying adults and making their I, lives miserable? And we I would be like fine it. with that. I would be fine with that. No, but I'm saying what time, happened to this genre because this was such a thing in the early 2000s. Well, yeah, it's probably freaking woke culture. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. You, you can't, can't make it. a man blue in your movies anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't think back to the reason or to like a, a turning, a pivotal point that like steered people away from making these types of movies. Um, was it the bush gore election i don't know i mean i think part of it is we don't really have live action comedy movies anymore that go that are in theaters like they're all like (laughs) on streaming or they're disney channel original movies like these kinds of movies don't really make money anymore you know we also don't have i say we because i think we have kind of aged out of this bracket of it being you know reasonable for us to go see these movies in theaters without feeling some form of embarrassment, but the, I, I don't know of a lot of, you know, young adult actors like Frankie Muniz or Amanda Bynes that can star in these. You know, it, it would just be some rando. I guess no. the closest we could get is the Dora movie. Yeah, and, and I think that probably is just we are not paying attention to that sphere um, because I don't know that when I... If I was this age when Amanda Bynes was a thing, would I have been? I think I would have been slightly aware of who she was, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I also have no clue who those people would be right now. I'm sure they exist. I just don't know who they are. I feel like the Dora girl would be that right now. She was so funny. I mean, we said this on that episode. Like, I want her to be in a bunch of very funny comedy movies. Like, I feel like she could be. And unfortunately, what happens with these types of child actors uh i'll use chloe grace Moretz as an example um they she they start out this <laughs> no no no, no. listen, listen. Yeah, I, I think she had potential to be that when she was young she did start out fairly young as an actress mm-hmm. and then then they move into these like kind of gross out like shocking moments where they're kids but they say the c word you know yeah yeah um and it kind of corrupts this sensibility that they could have brought to the screen yeah it is pretty much chloe grace moretz's fault that we don't have another big fat liar i would say Um, yeah but yeah i mean now that i think about it dora the explorer is this type of movie it is it is very much that um except it is more self-aware than this movie yeah um yeah so they still exist they're just they don't they're not out there as much um how how they turn this man blue how they turn this man blue uh die oh okay (laughs) because i always thought that they poured like mouthwash into the pool is kind of what it looked like no it It says die on the bottle yeah it does does it like i don't think that's what die would actually look like i don't think that was really it probably was mouthwash but the yeah. the the dye, the bottle does say blue dye on it. Yeah, because it um, was like you could it was not opaque. You could see through it. It is very funny to me that when they dye him blue and then he goes and takes a shower and they've put orange dye in his shampoo and 
to make his uh, hair orange. I love that he washes his eyebrows with shampoo just to make sure his yes. eyebrows are orange. But it's also like a funny character thing of like, I believe that this guy is a guy who would wash his eyebrows in the shower. Wash his eyebrows. Know. Maybe that's it, a like, normal thing. Do you wash your eyebrows in the shower? I don't. I do. I mean, I don't. I do inadvertently. When I do with the, soap, but not with, with shampoo. The soap trickles down <laughs> right. onto my face. Uh, but yeah, I mean, also, you have a beard. Do you wash your beard with shampoo? Uh, not as often as I do my hair, but I do every once in a while. Maybe like once yeah. a week. But he, he has like a little soul patch. I guess that's known as a Van Dyke without a mustache. He like a little chin thing. Yeah, okay. I think so. But he has like a little chin thing, and he washes it with shampoo uh, just so he has every hair on his upper body is orange, and it's very funny to me. I mean, let's be real. He looks funny when he's blue, and he should have been blue for the rest of the movie. They make yeah. him not blue for the end part, and I would have been more engaged if he just stayed blue forever. But that is a moment that is, like, sealed in my mind where I, like you said earlier, as a kid, I remember being like, oh, it's a movie where they turn a silly man blue. And yeah. that's it, right? That is what the movie was about to me. It's a it's a blue mm-hmm. man movie. The blue they man turned movie. this man blue. I didn't remember anything. I mean, like, I could have, if I really tried, remembered the parts where he stole the kid's story and made a movie out of it. But that is not what this movie was to me. It was a movie where there's a man who's not blue and some rascally kids turn him mm-hmm. blue. So, Big Fat Liar, BFL, Biffle, as I call it, would mm-hmm. you would you go see this movie, the the theoretical movie that he's making? Uh, no, it looks very bad. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it? It looks really funny, but they play it off like so sincere at the end. Like, And there's like a, a it, news clip where they're like, it's going to be the biggest movie of all time. <laughs> the biggest hit of the summer, BFL, by this guy who makes terrible movies, apparently. Yeah, nobody likes his movie, but somehow everyone, or nobody likes his last several movies. That's yeah. what uh, Frankie Muna says. He's like, you've made some stinkers lately. And then... <laughs> This he, t- terrible trailer comes out where you just see like a big foot stepping on a city and they're like, sometimes a lie gets too big for your britches. <laughs> and the news is like, this is cinema. <laughs> this is movie. It, it also, like when the movie is made, um, I guess Frankie Muniz wins an Oscar at the end. Does he? Like, I can't remember they, exactly what happened. They treat it like they have a... Did you actually watch this movie? Yes, I did. Okay, but they're like in the screening, like people are in tuxedos and stuff, and yeah, like but he tissue. doesn't get an Oscar. No, but the way they treat it is like th- this is it. It's this a Hollywood it, premiere. This is it, Jason. This is your Oscar. It's you a kid who this. made a movie. It's a Hollywood premiere. It makes sense that they'd be wearing tuxes and stuff. I know, but I, I just like the way that they treat it. Is that it's like an Oscar contender. I got defensive because you said, did you actually watch this movie? And I wanted to prove to you that I did. Um, Okay. I watched this movie, and it's not very good, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why did he keep that paper in a safe? (laughs) Good point. Why did he keep the paper in a safe if he was just going to burn it? it? (laughs) At all. Um, I I don't understand that. I guess if he needed to reference it later, but it's like, why not? type it up and not have a, it. an essay like, clearly written by a child in a safe. It's like, here's my screenplay, Mr. President, and it's like just blue ink on <laughs> college-ruled notebook paper. Um, another question that I had is, how much time has passed um, from the time that he stole his essay to the time 
mm. that he goes to Hollywood because the movie is still being written right when he goes to Hollywood, but there's it's, been a trailer it's a pre-production, released. I think. Yeah. So this is like a very early teaser trailer, right? It, for it, this I mean, terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> they haven't even started shooting yet, because um, yeah, I think they're in pre-production right now. Um, so time passed between. I think maybe I would you say maybe a few weeks has passed. I think that I mean there is a title card where it says like three months later or something like that. Oh, but okay. I was just wondering like I was mainly wondering um, what stage of production the movie was in. But you're saying it's pre-production mm. and this teaser was kind of like uh, Pixar movies would release teasers that was footage of that is not actually in the movie and it's right, just like a right, little right. short that they do with those characters. This mm-hmm. is that kind of a thing you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, they do end up recasting the main character as the limo driver at the yeah, end. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, the, the movie has gone through a lot of changes at that point. Marty Wolf is no longer involved. So um, Marty Wolf says something very mean to the VP of advertising at his firm. Um, and she's like, hi, he's talking about like a way to publicize a stunt. And she's like, hi, Patricia, VP of advertising. She's a overweight woman and he says VP of advertising more like the VP of Twinkies uh, very <laughs> He's funny a bad man and then at the end like she she has this moment where he like gets caught you know red-handed that he's a bad guy and she's like you wanted publicity you got it and then like she's like looking up at him all smug and then she like pulls a Twinkie out of frame and bites it okay that is funny very very funny moment um, at the end of the movie, you know, it, it's all about Jason trying to earn his dad's trust back. Um, <laughs> it's very weird to me that at the end, once all is said and done, he says to his dad, I just wanted to earn your trust back. And his dad goes, well, you've earned it, buddy. You've earned it. And like, that is the big <laughs> moment. And it's like, what did he do to earn it? Like, In I guess, fact. yes, you did figure out that he wasn't lying about that one thing that he lied about. But he also has done a lot of bad things, many of which involved more lies, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, he, it was a very it kind of selfish route that he took to prove that he wasn't lying. He compromised a lot of people along the way. Um, but, yeah, like, why would you be proud that your son snuck off to California and lied and broke into somebody's house. I just had a, a thought that I remembered. You're, do you remember his sister's boyfriend, white uh, guy rapper? Yes, yes. I feel like that was also in every early 2000s movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's this white kid that was like, yo, what's up, my brother? You know, some like, ugh. It makes me feel icky just yeah. even looking at, thinking about him. <laughs> Yes, that was uh, that was the early two thousands. Yeah, I feel like this movie would have ended better if the dad was like, "You, you did so many bad things. Okay, you did not lie about that one thing, <laughs> but you are grounded for life." And then he's like, "Oh man, I guess I shouldn't lie anymore." And then that's him learning his lesson. Would have been a better. And then he shrugs at the camera. <laughs> and he's like, "Come wah, on, come wah, on." Wah. <laughs> Wait, I have a sound effect for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, our opinions are don't matter. the only ones that matter. We w- had different conclusions about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but there are some times when there are other people that have opinions, and they are called 
hot takes, and I don't remember which sound effect button I hit for this. Oh, I do. Why is that the sound go. effect I do? Because it's not a hot sound. <laughs> is there like, is there another one? Like an explosion? Or uh, like fire? No, I mean, there's a gunshot, but I don't think that fits. There's this. Yeah. No. That work. I we, mean, we, we, we used no, the spring it's, it's for still so this. long. I just don't really know why, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Clint, I would love to hear some hot takes about this movie from online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what people on the IMDb said. So uh, there are two titles that I'm going to read, and then there are two short reviews. Um, okay. So, so just be prepared for that. So the first hot take comes from Blake Logsdon One. Oh, Blake I thought you were going to say Blake Lively. <laughs> Blake Lively. No, uh, Blake Logsdon One gives it a six out of ten and says, "My wife is the real big fat liar." <laughs> so. <laughs> Blake, you all right, dude? Uh, the next one comes from wait, Pop wait. Rocks. And, oh, wait, so that one on. doesn't have a review with it? No, no, no. That's just the title. I see. That's just the title. Um, okay. It, the actual review was, like, really long, so I didn't even bother reading it. So we can just um, imagine what his wife yeah. lied about. <laughs> it's just a rant. Uh, the next one comes from Pop Rocks and Pepsi. Uh, Pop Rocks and Pepsi Oops. gives it a 6 out of 10 as well and says, well... At least it wasn't Jimmy Neutron. Hey, so. okay. What? I hey, like Jimmy okay. Neutron. <laughs> was this the year that Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius came out? Let's find out. Um, I feel like it was not. Because this would have been... The, I think Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius came out a year later. 2001 is the movie. Two th- oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, at least this movie's not Jimmy Neutron. So, thank goodness. Jimmy um, Neutron's good. We should do that movie on the show. Eventually. Yes. Uh, I think that's fine. Uh, you know who's one movie... of the funniest television characters of all time? Carl? No, Sheen. The dad? Oh, Sheen? Yeah, Sheen, Sheen. is so Sheen's funny. funny. The Sheen is funny. Sheen is great. The Sheen. Uh, uh, give me Jimmy another Neutron, Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, a movie that did make me cry as a child. Why? <laughs> it was the part where his parents didn't remember him, oh, and yeah, that, that is made hard. me so devastatingly sad as a kid. Uh, okay. The next one, uh, be warned, this does contain spoilers. It comes yes. from JRD-58168. If you've uh, made it this far in the episode and you're worried about spoilers, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to tell you. They give it a 10 out of 10, and they say BS underscore 100 Dolajurin. So that's the title. What? Um, BS underscore 100 D-O-L-J-I-N-S-U-R-N. Do I know what that means? I don't know. Okay. But um, the review says, A Big Fat Liar, parentheses movie. Big Fat Liar movie is a 2002 teen comedy film. I would like to write this movie. It is an excellent comedy. It has the great features of the childhood. The movie tells our about 14 old boy encounter with Hollywood biggest. The film tells a story about a 14-year-old pathological liar, Jason Shepard, Munez, whose creative writing assignment is stolen by an arrogant Hollywood producer, Marty Wolf Giamatti, who later plans to use it to make the fictional film of the same name. At least, The Boy Works, Big Fat Liar Movie. If you have children, I should have recommended the movie. I liked it, movie. So... Wow. Not a very funny review, but I just like the English. I like the grammars. 
So a lot of great thoughts there. A lot of great stuff in that one. So this final review comes from Bixie one seven one. Bixie one seven one gives it a nine out of ten and says Jared liked it a lot. Um, again, this one, this one contains spoilers. Uh, this first part is in, (laughs) this first part is in all caps and it says, spoiler alert, this was my son's review of the movie, which he wanted me to post. He wrote it, I swear. Then the actual review says, with Malcolm in the Middles, Frankie Muniz, and Nickelodeon's Amanda Bynes, they get to go to show business. They team (laughs) up. They get to team up on actor Paul Giamonti. He stole Jason Shepard's essay on Big Fat Liar and make it into a movie. Jason, Frankie Muniz, and Kaylee, Amanda Bynes, have to go to L.A. to get it back. Jason's dad does not believe that he wrote essay. So every time that they see each other, Jason Wolf asks Paul Giamonti to... Wait, Jason Wolf asks Paul Giamonti to give Jason... Are they spelling it Giamonti with an N? Yes, Giamonti, <laughs> to give Jason's dad a call because he wants his essay back. Wolf does not make the movie, but the president com- the president does make it. At the end of the fa- at the end, the family and Kaylee see the movie made by Wolf Pictures, based on a real story by Jason Shepard. So a, a lot of people think seem to think that reviewing a movie is just summarizing the plot of the movie. Summarizing the plot of the movie. Uh, so yeah, that's been hot takes. That was wonderful, and now I will hit the button because I had the sound effect thing in my hand, and I still have it, and here it is. All right, so um, now that we have heard from the internet their thoughts on this movie, um, I need you to help me run this movie through our four questions, and these questions are as Four follows. questions. We are still sticking with four questions. It, I don't... That's... Is that weird to you? Uh, yeah, no, this is I'm what we've always weird. done. There's al- yeah, it's always right, been four. Right, 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 right. Is this movie good for kids? Is this movie good for adults? Does it stand the test of time? And is it as good as a rifle? <laughs> that question still Why are you me laughing? <laughs> no, I don't know. Is it as good as the 2016 film Arrival, which was 26- nominated for Best Picture? Best Picture. <laughs> Jeremy Renner? Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Very good in this aliens. movie. They're communicating with aliens, with art. They make ink drawings in the air. It's a great movie. They communicate with aliens, with art. With good art. Summary. Good summary. Uh, um, is this movie good for kids, Clinton J.H. Page? For kids, yes. I do believe that it is good for kids. Shap. I think it is with the caveat that the kids don't understand the very bad racist things that yes, correct, Marty correct, Wolf correct, says, correct, correct, which correct, I yes, didn't correct, as a kid. Correct. Yes, you got it. You're right. right. I, <laughs> I'm still willing to say this movie's good for kids um, mm-hmm. because it's a funny, fun time of a movie. Um, is this movie good for adults? What are you going to say? Okay, so we leave these questions you know purposely ambiguous um and so i am going to lean into that ambiguity and say no it is not good for adults i am going to agree with you there i don't think it is good for adults okay um i think that it could be for adult like again we're being ambiguous is it good for adults if they have not seen this movie no is it good for adults that have seen this movie sure why not but i'm going with the first option yeah i don't think it's good for adults it's yeah Cool. Um, cool. Does it stand the test of time for you? 
No, it doesn't because <laughs> it I remember like it did. I remember this movie really enjoying this movie and even when like I told Chandler, I haven't done this in a while with her of me being like, "Hey, guess what movie you're reviewing on purely nostalgia?" And she's like, "What?" I said, "Big Fat Liar." She was like, "I have to watch this with you." Wow. We were both pumped and excited about it and we both left upset. <laughs> um yeah, I'm going to say that it did stand the test of time for me, and this is how I am choosing to draw a distinction between, like, is it good for adults who have seen it, and is it good for adults in general? I don't think this movie is good for adults in general. I think it it can be good if you have seen and love the movie, which is why I'm going to say, yeah, I think the majority of the movie does hold up for me. I think it's still a very fun time of a movie. However, it is not as good as the movie Arrival. (laughs) (laughs) It is not. If we take both of our answers into account, we are giving this movie a failing grade. Oh, okay. Wait, so wait, I, our... I have to ask you. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I just assumed that you also don't think it's as good as Arrival. <laughs> what well, do you think? You, you know, I'm just kidding. Yes, it is not good as Arrival. Okay. And also, I did want to kind of point out the logic, the seamless logic of our questions here as well. Um, we base the second question on the fact that it is not good for adults that have not seen this movie. But if we did judge it the other way, then it, the third question would just be redundant at that point. So I Correct. think our ambiguous logic on the second one kind of holds. Um, yeah, no, I agree. That's yeah. That's we are why smart. I chose to answer the third one that way. Um, cool. We never know what we're doing. We make up everything as we go. As um, we go. Improv. Improv. Um, <laughs> yeah, go to your location. Yeah, uh, sand. Uh, wow, well, we made a castle. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it gives a failing grade. Where does this movie go to? Summer school. Summer school is correct. <laughs> I was trying to think. <laughs> Wait, of give something me the ding. Better. Yeah, no, that's good. Summer school is the correct thing to say. Yes, um, this movie goes to this summer, summer school. This movie does have to go to summer school. And it talks about commas. What was the per, the, the teacher talking about in summer school? Like the Oxford comma or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, I think that Jason Shepard should have to go to summer school because of all the bad things he did in Hollywood. <laughs> he, he kind of ha- should go to summer school and then also maybe jail. Like, yeah, you made a good essay, but you did so many crimes. You broke into a man's home and g- potentially poisoned him by dyeing his skin blue. Yeah, and he, then also the people complicit, like Jaleel White. He is an accomplice to Jason Wolf. He deserves to be in prison. Amanda Bynes, prison. Cab driver, prison. Uh, the guy that drove the helicopter, prism. All prism. of them. Yeah, they, yeah. All, they all go to prison. Uh, or at least summer school, at the very least. Um, so uh, we should announce what we're doing next on this show, shouldn't we? We should. I can't... Re- oh, I do know what it is. I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. I'm very excited, too. It's October, which means it's spooky season. It is spooky month, uh, um, which is weird. Yesterday, the day of reco- that we're recording this, yesterday was the first day of October, and I saw two car accidents on the way home. So awesome. just goes to show you what kind of October we're going to have. Hey, I got, uh, I've been rear-ended twice this week. What? You've been <laughs> rear-ended twice this week yes. and you have not told me about this? Uh, one of them uh, was by a teenager and he hit me like 
what felt kind of hard, but I got out and there was just like a little scratch. It wasn't bad. And then the other one was today in the drive through to get um, in the drive through to get my Nashville hot chick. No. Um, an old lady rear ended me very, very softly, like not enough to do anything. And then she <laughs> I can't believe I didn't start the episode with this story. She saw that she hit me. And she sped off. <laughs> she, and I think she had you already ordered her food. <laughs> you got hit and run. I got hit and run by an old lady who did not think that getting out of her car and seeing if there was any damage, with the, which there would not have been. She didn't think right. that was worth whatever she had just ordered for Crystal. <laughs> She's like, nope, nope, nope. Not, I'm not worth the Nashville hot chick. I'm out of here. <laughs> Can't so I did get a hit and run today this. by an old lady, but it's okay because my car was not damaged. Um, That's wait, was your the other rear end was that damaged? The other one um, was not bad enough to like call the police. I just told I the it was a kid. He was probably exactly sixteen, and I just got his info and was like, "Go home, kid. Do better. <laughs> Do better with your life." I'm it just was, curious. Like, a little scratch. I've been hit by, I've been, I have not been hit by a car, but I've been in a car accident once. Uh, not Whoa. my fault. Uh, I've been in a bunch and none of them have been my fault. You, you like totaled a car, didn't you? Yeah. It was yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Like you had a bad one mm-hmm. like a while back, but how do you, what kind of person are you when a car accident occurs? <laughs> Cause I, I know what type I am. Uh, here's what I did when the teenage kid hit me. I like, threw my arms up in the air like exasperated like are you kidding me and like yelled out something like that and i know that he saw that yeah but then like once we got out and we're talking like i was pretty nice to him and i was like yeah it doesn't look that bad let me just get your info and get out i'm a type five enneagram (laughs) (laughs) scram kid i'm a type nine please please don't. yeah yeah type nine uh we were so close to finishing the episode yeah, I'm oh. not a good person when that stuff happens. What do, what do you do? Can I tell you about what happened? Uh, yeah, we're, we're wrapping up the episode. Remember, so we were sorry, about I'm to announce it. what our next episode is. We haven't. Yes, done correct. Okay, you're you're right. Tell the story so, first. Whenever I got hit, I was on my way to school uh, in college, and um, I got sideswiped, and I was furious because I was driving my mom's car, and I jump out of the car. And I run to the car that hit me, and I throw open the driver's door and yell at them. (laughs) You are bad. I don't like you. I wouldn't do that now. I would not do that now. Um, I was going through some stuff then. But, uh, yeah, I was very upset in the moment. I've but, okay. I hear you tell stories of yourself like this all the time, and I've never seen this side of you. Because I, I always tell them in past tense. I am not that type of person now. Okay. I just, man. Are you afraid of me? Like I'm, I'm Joker. I'm not, afraid, I'm not afraid of you. I'm afraid of this woke culture. It can't be <laughs> funny anymore. Um, do you want to say I what do we're that now. <laughs> covering <laughs> on our next episode of this For show? our spooky episode, we will be covering the Disney classic Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. No. 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 <laughs> you did so bad. Okay. We will be covering the pir- the Disney classic, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. I'm so excited to rewatch this movie. 
Yes, I am too. I oh, love man. this movie. I so haven't much. seen this movie in years. One thing I love about doing this podcast is it gives me an excuse to rewatch movies that I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't normally because I I watch a lot of new movies and I very very rarely just rewatch movies, but like man, this is what I'm excited to rewatch. Yes, I agree. It in in a sense, I always get kind of bummed when we have to watch a movie that is like ostensibly very good, but mm-hmm. I'm super excited to talk about this movie. It will probably be not that fun of an episode because we'll be like, this movie just rules. Gushing, just, just gushing over this movie. Hey, what if we hate it? What if we think it's very bad this time? You shut your mouth right now. Um, this is a movie with skeletons, and our next episode is kind of close to Halloween. When does it come out? When is it scheduled to come out? I feel like it's like the 26th or something. That's my birthday. That's on a Sunday. That's my brother's birthday. There's no way it could be both. It, yeah, it is my. It's on a Saturday, uh, so well it will come out the twenty eighth. Twenty comes out. No, I'm sorry. Eight. It'll come out on the thirtieth. No, that's no, cr- it comes out on the twenty third. I'm sorry. Twenty third. Okay, so a week before. What if we delayed it and put it out on Halloween? No, we'll do. We're no, not going to do that. That would be dumb. That would be dumb and bad. So uh, you can wait and listen to it on Halloween because it'll be kind of spooky because there's skeletons and they have swords and they might stab you with them. They might stab you. You don't know, though. They That's got the curse excitement of the movie. From they the have a moon curse. or something. There's like a coin, and they got to get it wet with their blood. I don't <laughs> remember. It's pirates, and they fight. Uh, early prediction. I'm going to say this a few times next episode, but uh, Jeffrey Rush deserves an Oscar nomination for this for that movie. How is that? An, oh, you're predicting that you will say it. If you yeah, <laughs> I thought predicting you were predicting that, will, that, that he will get an lot. Oscar. I was like, Clint, I'm sorry, but that ship has sailed. No, no, no he's going to get one. Intended. Um, he's going to get one for this. Yeah, <laughs> this is his year. Uh, and we will be doing um, the first three of those movies. Um, mm-hmm. We're That doesn't mean that down the road we won't come back and cover the other ones. Maybe we Captain will, Zach maybe Farrell. we won't. But we like. I, I feel like three is a good number to do a series of something. Yeah, um, that's a good number. So we're gonna cover the OG trilogy because the first one came out. It was a big hit, and then they came. They were like, "We're gonna do two more of these movies." It was like they were like, "We're gonna do a trilogy." Kind of like there was a lot of trilogies around that time where they were doing that kind of thing. Like the Matrix was Star the Wars. same kind of thing. Uh, well, yeah, but Stars was always a trilogy. Like I'm talking about, like a movie comes out, people love it, and they're like. Okay, we're doing two and three, and we're gonna like film them at the same time and release oh, them yeah, yeah, yeah. apart. Uh, yeah. The Matrix did that. Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, there were some others. I don't know. So, I y- I have I know that I'm jumping the gun here pretty significantly by a few weeks, by like more than a month. But I'm just getting chills thinking about the ending of <laughs> of Dead Man's Chest right now. Uh oh my goodness we we've spent the end of an episode in the past gushing about the end of that movie. And I think that was the moment where we decided to cover uh, it on the show. But yes. Oh, man. I cannot tell you how I felt in that theater because the I did not know it was going to happen. <laughs> and it's like, we didn't really have that strong of a connection to that character. It's not like he had right. been in multiple movies. Yeah, but it was just such a good surprise. Oh, my goodness. Because of the finality that the first one offered. Oh, oh pirates are so, so cool. Everyone should pirates. be pirates. I love Burger Beard. I... What? You know. Burger Beard. What is that? From Sponge Out of Water. Oh, that's what that is from. Oh, no. <laughs> we have talked about pirates on this show. Yeah. Um, that's an unofficial member of this trilogy of the movies. Hey... We should end it. Um, yep. We have social media. I am on Twitter at Elisha P. Smith. That's also my letterbox. Um, 
And then, uh, Clint, do you have Twitter and Letterboxd? I do have Twitter and Letterboxd. I am on Twitter and Letterboxd at Clint J.H. Page. The J.H. just stand for Jazz Hands. Uh, we also have a Twitter account that our show is. It is at Purely Nostalgia. And we have a, an Instagram account. It's at Purely Nostalgia Pod with the P-O-D at the end. Mm, follow it. Give us a like. And hey, if you like what we do, uh, the best way that you can support us is, one, send us money. But two, if you can't send us money, uh, give us a review. Five stars goes a long way on iTunes. Um, yeah. And say say some words about how we're really handsome. We are so handsome. I don't think you understand. Uh, but yeah, give, give us a five star. Give us a review. That kind of gets us up to the top of the list. And we want to be famous. And we uh, want to quit our jobs. Not really, <laughs> but I like my job. I don't want to. No, quit. I like my job too. I love my job. Uh, and uh, from well, work, listen to this. <laughs> I love my job. We, uh, I drew a picture of Detective Borgachu today, and I'd like for people to go see that on Twitter while we're plugging stuff. It sounded like such like what a child would say. It's like, all right, and I drew a picture today. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just wanted everyone to go see my Detective Porkachu. It's a Porg who's Detective Pikachu. Clint, anything to add? Seven. Anything that anything you've posted on Twitter recently that you want to plug? Um, my tweets. A specific one? Mm, yeah. Okay, so a tweet that I would like to promote for myself. It has one like, and I like it very much. It says, it's the first day of October, and people at my office still vape. So... I don't remember that one. Yep, I tweeted it. Didn't make an impression on me. So Clearly not, because you're not the person that liked it, and you <laughs> usually like all of my tweets. Uh, only if they are good. So right. that's it. Uh, that'll do, Donkey. We will see you soon. And Skinath for listening. YouTube channel that's just scores <laughs> of comedy movies. Wow. That's kind of awesome. Um, that's a niche page. I bet yes. he has like 10,000 subscribers. Uh, he's got 1.65 thousand subscribers, which is not wow. bad. That's, that's not bad um, for what it is. Okay. Oh my gosh, I think I found it. A track called Burp That Meatball. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Can you? It's called Burp That Meatball. It's called Burp That Meatball. I'm going to send it to you just so I can make sure I can find it later. Oh, um, I can't believe you found it. God is real. <laughs> Take that, atheists. <laughs> Take that, Richard Dawkins. We found Burp That Meatball. <laughs>